This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and welcome to this Naked Mind podcast. I have something really special for you today, which is which is really cool. So forever ago, I guess it was uh, f- almost four years ago now, when I was coming out with a book, and I was really looking to, you know, change the world with this information. I was so excited, and I, I just had this thought that okay, there's going to be so many people who just kind of come out of the woodwork and want to do this work with me, and they're going to come, and they're going to be so excited to you, and it's going to be amazing. And so I put it out there, and like it was just kind of crickets and nobody was just coming knocking down my door saying, yes, I want to do this with you. This is so amazing. And, you know, so I kind of let go of that and said, okay, that's just how it is. No big deal. And went on my way and just kept soldiering forward. And then about a year and a half ago, I actually had somebody on my podcast. His name is Scott Pinyard. And I had him on my podcast and he showed up and not only had he read this naked mind and stopped drinking, but he had also started a coaching business and he was helping other people. And it was so beautiful and so cool. And he was such an amazing guy that after the podcast, I said, Hey, I would love to work together someday. And he said, yeah, me too. And so fast forward. And now Scott is the head coach at this naked mind. He actually leads all of our other coaches. He does an incredible job, not only training and teaching coaches, but also amazingly coaching people himself and really having huge epiphanies uh, in their lives. And so what I wanted to do today is introduce and allow Scott to tell his story, which is really important, but also we're going to be introducing a once a month, very special podcast called basically coaching questions with Scott Pinyard. And it's going to be where he can come on and we get questions, you guys, in coaching that are I mean, they're hard, they're intense, they're deep, they're, you know, you have to wrestle with them and think through them and all of these things. And so this is going to be an ongoing thing where once a month, Scott comes on, he takes some of the more difficult, intense questions, some questions that we're not getting asked elsewhere, and really answers them for everybody on the podcast and just gives you uh, so much value and so much insight and so much just heart. And so without further ado, I'm going to bring Scott on. I'm going to let him go through his story, tell you his story himself, and then stay tuned because we are going to launch this coaching questions with Scott Pinyard. And I cannot tell you how excited I am. Hey guys. So as promised, I'm going to do a video about my story for you. Um, I know I've said I would do this for a while. So I'm finally getting around to do it. Uh, and uh, so here we go. So my name is Scott Pinyard. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the head coach of This Naked Mind. Um, and, uh, you know, I got here through experience. <laughs> I, um, you know, I drank heavily for about 15 years. And I just want to give you a little bit of background on myself, give you an idea of where I'm coming from and kind of what my journey's been. So, you know, oddly enough, I didn't drink in high school. Um, you know, that's such a part of our culture, but it was just something I never did. I was kind of a, I guess I was kind of a goody two shoes drama dork. Um, and so that wasn't, uh, that wasn't part of my, of my high school, but on my graduation night, uh, from high school, I stayed at my friend Andy's house. I was able to try my first beer. Um, and the rest is history. So, you know, I drank very little that summer in between, uh, high school and college, but then when I hit college, uh, it was it was a big deal. Um, you know, it was 
started off with something kind of simple. You know, we were freshmen and didn't really know where to get booze, right? And, uh, but we eventually found our hookup and uh, then I was off to the races. And it became a thing for me at first. It was social, you know, I enjoyed it. It was only on the weekends and even then, like maybe, maybe only one night, not both nights. Um, but I, you know, it slowly kind of increased throughout the year. And then I came home, I had a summer job where I traveled a lot and I looked older than I was. So when I was traveling, I was more than able to get access to alcohol. Um, and, you know, people would ask me if I had my ID, like I'd stop at a um, restaurant, oh, do you have an ID? And I'd be like, ah, oh, I left it in the car. And nine times out of 10, I would just get right by that. Um, so anyway, I had that job and I was traveling a lot. And then sophomore year, things really picked up for me. And that's when I got to kind of a dark place with it. So, um, you know, it was a lot of drinking, um, a lot, still mostly on weekends, but a lot of hard alcohol. That was really my thing. I kind of prided myself, I guess, on being able to drink more, drink faster, tolerate more disgusting drinks than other people. I'm not, not totally sure, you know. And then, you know, I also worked in the theater and our theater at the college I went to, um, we had a lot of touring bands come through. So that was always kind of, you know, drinking with the crew, drinking with the acts that came through. And it was just, uh, I don't know, it was just a way of life. And that's just kind of the way college is here in the States. And college finishes and uh, I ended up uh, getting my dream job. I got a fancy pants job on Fifth Avenue in New York City um, and a basement apartment in Queens. And my, uh, you know, my salary went up and so did my, my taste in scotch. So I spent, uh, I spent a lot of time in my Queens apartment, drinking scotch, drinking wine. Um, and, you know, friends, you know, there in New York, really the only way that, you know, we pretty much ever got together was drinking. Um, so a lot of nights out and long nights out and, you know, going, uh, you know, on New York City, uh, New York City, a schedule. Uh, you know, I was out till three o'clock in the morning on a fairly regular basis. And there were definitely nights that I don't remember coming home. There were nights that I'm very glad I got home. Um, so then after about four or five years of that, um, I was dating a lady uh, who, uh, and her and I decided to move up here to Maine. Um, and so, uh, you know, when I did that, I, I wasn't as happy as I thought I would be. Um, and I, I immediately started turning toward booze uh, for that comfort. And that's really the first time I can remember thinking like, oh man, I, I, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to have a drink, right? Like I'm sad. I'm, I'm unhappy. I'm depressed. Like I'm going to go have a drink. Um, so that kept going for a few more years. Uh, we had a kid. Uh, I slowed down a little bit at that point. Um, but then I saw kind of starting to ramp back up. Um, and then, uh, then my divorce happened. And uh, when that happened, the bottom pretty much fell out. Um, at that point, you know, I'd really trained myself to look at booze or look to booze for, you know, emotional support. Um, and, you know, a marriage is the most important relationship in your life. And when that kind of fell apart, I was all the way up here in Maine. I don't really have any other family or anyone here. So um, drinking really, really, really increased. Uh, you know, eventually I met my current wife. Um, and by that point, you know, drinking was kind of a pastime for me. Should be honest with you, I'm like very lucky um, that uh, <laughs> that this all went down and that my, uh, you know, my wife uh, didn't run away and be like, what do you mean you can put away half a bottle of scotch in a night? Uh-oh. 
Um, so anyway, we moved a bunch of times. We moved down to Boston, moved back up here to Maine. You know, I've lived all over the country, but most of my life here in New England. Um, and, uh, you know, eventually I found myself at a crossroads where I just said, you know, I've got to, I've got to do something right. I've got to change something about my life. At this point, it wasn't quite about drinking. And so I joined, a, I joined an online, uh, men's group. It was like a self-improvement group. Um, and, uh, you know, I started, uh, I started changing myself. So, you know, I started, uh, working on managing my time better. And from there uh, I started losing, trying to lose weight. I lost 80 pounds, even, even while drinking. Um, and then, uh, then I kind of got to a plateau, right. Where I was like, my self-improvement wasn't changing. And I'd had in the back of my mind this entire time, like, dude, you can do so many things. Um, but you can only do so many if you are drinking. So I knew, I knew the time was, had come. And I really felt like where I got to in my drinking career was kind of a crossroads. You know, I felt like I could continue drinking the way I'm drinking and, um, you know, go down a very dark place um, or I could quit. You know, um, alcoholism, if you call it that, which we don't, runs in my family. Um, you know, I have uh, relatives on both sides that have problems with drink. Uh, my dad, you know, who, who I'm close to, um, had an issue. He's actually almost 20 years sober now through, through AA. Um, but I found myself like, okay, here I am. I've got to do something about it. And to be honest, I really didn't know what to do. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> once I realized drinking was standing in my way and I realized I had to do something about it, I looked around and uh, my first step was to go to AA. You know, my best friend got sober through AA. And like I mentioned, my dad's um, been a rock star with it for the last 20 years. But, you know, I went and it just wasn't for me. Um, for, for a myriad of reasons, it was very difficult for me to buy into that, um, into that approach. And so I kind of felt myself adrift. So, you know, I spent time looking at different books and reading websites and joining online groups and just trying to find something that spoke to me. Um, and it was very difficult. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't really have a lot of luck there for about a year. Um, and then I stumbled upon this naked mind and, uh, I loved it. I wanted to believe it so badly. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's something that really kind of comes at you with some hope and optimism, which frankly was something I hadn't felt about this problem in a long time. Um, and I loved it so much that I read the entire book in a weekend, which for those of you who have read this, know uh, that's exactly what Annie tells us not to do. <laughs> so I read the whole thing. I got super enthusiastic about it. And by Sunday night, you know, I turned to my wife and I just said, that's it. I'm done. Congratulations. Let's celebrate. I'm over. I'm over drinking. Um, but that wasn't the case. Um, and, uh, you know, slowly over that week sort of thoughts started creeping back in and then Friday came around and, you know, there's a portion of the, there's a portion of the, um, of the book where Annie talks about whether or not alcohol tastes good. Um, and I remember thinking to myself on my ride home that Friday evening, I'm like, you know, I don't know if she was quite right about that. So I'm going to try it out. Um, and I stopped and I got wine and I got drunk. And before I knew it, just boom, right back down, the, right back down the slope. So a couple of months go by with that. I'm starting to feel uh, like I'm not totally sure. You know, I'm not totally sure. Do I really want to quit? What do I really want to do? Am I even going to be able to do this? You know, I tried so 
many times in a lot of different ways. I tried, you know, what we all try. I tried moderation. I'm only going to drink on Fridays. I'm only going to have two beers. Like any, any plan you can think of um, that, that we try to convince ourselves we can do, I, I tried to do. Um, and, you know, ultimately I realized, yes, I, I can do this. And yes, I want to do this. Um, so I reread this naked mind, but this time I did it the right way. You know, I took my time. I went a chapter at a time. I journaled, I took notes, you know, I talked to my wife and I are very close. I talked to my wife about it. Um, talk to, uh, friends, talk to my dad about it. Like here, these are the things I'm doing. Um, and, um, it worked. So I, you know, I quit drinking. Uh, this was in, 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 uh, in the month of May, about three years ago. Um, and, you know, it wasn't necessarily easy. It wasn't necessarily something I would call spontaneous sobriety. Um, you know, like I wish I, we had had our intensive program back then because I could have like used that, leveraged that, that sort of support. Um, but I made it through, you know. Um, I, that first week I had a Bluetooth headset in my ear and I just listened to um, podcasts straight, you know, sober podcasts, alcohol-free podcasts straight. Um, so some more time goes by and this online group that I'm in, one of the guys says, uh, Hey, um, I'm thinking of quitting drinking. Can you help me? Um, and I was like, yeah. And I was telling him about this naked mind and I was kind of helping him work through it. And then word got out and a couple other guys started asking me. And then eventually someone's like, dude, you, you can do this. Why don't you, why don't you, uh, start doing this, you know, start doing this as a side gig. And so I did. So I opened up a, a coaching practice, um, while I was still had my engineering job. And I was, you know, I was helping people quit alcohol and I was working with people all over the world, uh, helping them quit alcohol. And then, uh, then I met Annie and, um, she put out a call to be on her podcast and I was super excited. I really, really, really wanted to go on and, and tell my story and, you know, tell people how this naked mind had so massively impacted my life. Um, so I did, you know, and, and Annie and I hit it off and, um, you know, after that conversation, we're like, Hey, we should figure out how to work together someday in the future. Um, and we did. So fast forward, you know, another almost year and, you know, the intensive was starting. Um, so I came on board, uh, with this naked mind for a coach there, which eventually led to me quitting my day job and well, replacing my day job with this naked mind full time. So now I work full time for this naked mind. Um, you guys uh, have maybe seen me on some of our, our coaching materials, um, and I love it. You know, an alcohol-free life um, is a gift that I I really wish I'd given myself sooner. Um, I honestly cannot remember ever feeling better than I do today. Um, and you know, it just continues to grow for me because, you know, one of my main things is, is helping people quit alcohol, but it's also helping them continue to grow and, and change themselves in the way that they want to. And alcohol is so limiting for that, right? It just holds us back in so many areas and work and relationships and fitness and, you know, just connection with the world around us. Um, so, you know, now I get to do this every day. And, uh, and I love this stuff. So um, that's my story. And, you know, I'm really excited to be here and to be working with people. Um, I love coaching people. And uh, yeah, so I guess that's it for me. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com 
And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.